I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mo Football. If you have already, be sure to follow and captivate interview with key figures in the world of sport. Coach Sims, thank you for sharing your experience, insight, and passion for soccer. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. To our listener, remember to stay tuned for more stories to take you inside the game we love. Until next time, this is your boy Musa Seka. I'm out. Peace. Hello, everyone, and um, thank you for joining me again, Musa, to another episode of Mo Football. Uh, today, I have the pleasure to have Coach Eric Sims from Jesuit High School in Tampa, Florida. Um, today, we'll we'll discussing his um, history um, with the, his high school, and also learn a little bit more about the Tampa Ten Championship League. And also what to expect about the St. Louis Champions League that will start in September of next year. And from there, we'll just talk soccer and hopefully get to know you a little bit better. And definitely know a lot more about this. Uh, from what I understand, Jim told me that you are a two-sport um, athlete. So that will be one of those very interesting stories that we like to hear about. All right. Uh, yes. And so from what I've seen um, in your um, bio, so you, um, Jesua, is your alma mater? It is, yeah. I graduated in 1995. 1995. All right. And from what I understand, you were also a goalkeeper um, and that you've won a Class 5 championship with um, Skill. That yeah, right? I, was a, uh, I was a goalkeeper in high school, uh, mostly. And then uh, in my senior year in 1995, we won the state championship. Okay, so starting championship wins very early on then. Huh? <laughs> Excellent. Yes, and then we understand that um, you went to um, University of Tampa as well. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about uh, that experience? And from my understand from Jim that you were so good that you had a split of scholarships, I soccer did, yeah. and baseball? Yeah, so at Jesuit, I was a three-sport athlete. I played um, nice. football, American football okay. um, in the fall, soccer in the winter, and baseball in the spring. And then, um, you know, throughout the recruiting process, I spoke to quite a few schools, um, and none of them would commit to multi-sports. They would say, well, we'll see when you get here. So uh, University of Tampa was the one who said, we want you for both, um, and we're going to invest in you in both. So they kind of split the scholarship, which was good um, for them financially. And then uh, so it was soccer and baseball at the University of Tampa. Oh, nice. And um, so having those two sports, um, would you could you tell us maybe a little bit more if one sport helped you um, with the other, or was it uh, more of a guess, different skits? It, it, I mean, I would say that they're completely different sports for sure. Okay. Um, but I think in the positions that I played I, in high school, I was a catcher, okay. um, which obviously helped with the eye, hand-eye coordination of being a goalkeeper. So I would say that, um, you know, they, they both helped each other 
a great deal um, in terms of the positions I played. I mean, obviously the sports are very different. Um, you know, baseball is a little bit slower, but um, a lot more moving parts in terms of where people are supposed to be and game planning and, um, you know, player tendencies and, and things like that. Uh, you know, whereas soccer is more of a free flowing game. Um, so I got kind of the best of both worlds um, in, in doing both. And, uh, you know, I, and looking back, you know, you know, a lot of people ask me if I would have committed to one, you know, I, I would, I wouldn't have gone, I wouldn't have changed a thing because um, number one, I was always in season. So I never had to deal with the off season uh, training and workout programs, which was great. Um, but the experience of playing two sports was, uh, was unbelievable and invaluable to me. And, uh, you know, I think made me the, the person I am today for sure. Excellent. Yes. And the reason why I was asking, because we do try to advocate even our, our kids and others that, you know, not really to concentrate on one sport. Um, our kids, we, they do mostly swimming all year long. So they's always in shape. So when it's soccer season or baseball season, they're, always in shape so we always try to advocate multiple sports so it's good to know you know coaches knowing that coaches had also multiple sports um which definitely helps you um you know hand eye coordination and definitely make a lot more friends and make it um remove the burnout that comes yeah. with um our soccer lives when we I, th get I think i think it's more difficult it's it's more difficult for the kids nowadays because there's not really a start and end to the season Yes. You know, when we played, when I was young, um, there, you know, you knew when baseball season was, you knew when soccer season was. Um, and now it's just, you know, it's become such big business that, um, you know, they're stretching it over 10 to 12 months and, and being in Florida, you know, we can play all year long. So yes. it's a lot more difficult for kids to, to multi-sport, but, um, you know, for the kids who, who can and, and, and have the want to do it. Um, I think it makes them a, a much better athlete and gives them a different perspective um, and it prepares them a lot better for, um, you know, the sport that they end up choosing, but also, you know, life in general, um, for sure. Um, but I, you know, it'd be very hypocritical for me to tell one of my players that you're only going to play soccer. Um, yes. so I can't do that. So I, I advocate for my kids to do as as much as possible. And with my own kids, you know, I, I would love to get my youngest son into gym gymnastics, um, oh, yes. you know, cause I think it gives them such a great base athletically, um, to whatever sport that they end up choosing. And, you know, we, he's tried every sport there is, um, now he's kind of, um, you know, going towards golf which is, uh, which is great. Um, and then he does play soccer as well. Um, so, you know, yeah, I, golf helps with business too. So, you know, yeah, it's, absolutely. You know, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, perfect. Yes. So, um, the second part we'll do here is, um, just to get to know you a little bit better. Um, <clears> so the first thing is, um, what got you into soccer is, was it, um, just hanging out with friends and trying the sport or was it a sporting event that kind of, um, yeah, that's, into this part? I don't really have an answer for that because I started when I was so young. Okay. Um, I don't know if my parents made me or if, um, or if, you know, I said I wanted to play, but I remember playing soccer 
you know, at least I think five, six years old, um, you know, and, and I played it and I always played soccer and baseball. Um, and nice. then an interesting thing happened when I was about 12, 13 years old, I actually, um, decided that I didn't want to play soccer anymore. Um, that I was just going to concentrate on baseball and I kind of lost, um, no, kind of the desire to play soccer. Um, and I, and I was a field player my whole life and, uh, hadn't really been a goalkeeper. Um, and then that year I took off, um, you know, at the end of that year, I said, you know what, I, I miss it. And so when I got back into it, I found, you know, a team and a coach that, um, that I was drawn towards somebody that, you know, cared about me and, and about me as a person. So, um, I was drawn to it and he was the first person who said, um, you know, I think you, you'd be a decent goalkeeper. Um, and so I got my first taste of goalkeeping that year, but I always did both. You know, I always played in goal and, and I was always a field player as well. So I think my strength as a goalkeeper, you know, I was, I was, I was very good with my feet. I'm not very tall, um, but I was always good with my feet. And I think, you know, playing in the field and giving me that base when I was young was so important. So you were more comfortable with the ball at your feet. Yeah, 100%. And I think my, you know, my desire to play other sports, I, you know, I played baseball and I played football growing up. And catching the ball was always easy for me. Um, nice. And I think that stuff kind of helped me transition pretty easily into being a goalkeeper, um, for yeah, we're, sure. We're starting to see the trend of, um, I guess, baseball players, especially, I guess, now U.S. soccer, a goalkeeper. He was a baseball player first yeah. and then become a goalie. So it looks like um, kind of works out. Baseball. I mean, uh, I, would, I would say hitting a – Hitting a baseball and catching a baseball from a pitcher throwing that hard um, has got to be one of, if not the most difficult thing to do in sports. Uh, you have to, I always tell people you have to be special um, to be a goalie. Uh, maybe have a little bit, um, not maybe much a little, fear. Maybe because, a little yeah. crazy. <laughs> I, I was leading to that a little bit, but yes. <laughs> I was like, there's not many people that will jump in front of a ball with a foot going mm -hmm. towards you. It will it takes a, it takes a special person to it do does. it. So I, I always give all my credits to goalies because um you know it's just like firemen and fire police officers, us forwards, we, we run away from the ball and the fire and those goalies are like, Oh, there's a building in fire. I'm going in there. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. I'm going to put my, yes. you know, throw my face towards this ball. And yes, you know, as the players running at me, um, yeah, they goalkeepers have to have, have to have a bit of a crazy to them for sure. I think it works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I think the other question, um, so what would you say? It's like your um, favorite player um, growing up or was there a certain player that, um, you were drawn to, um, no matter the position? Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, growing up, I was always more of a baseball player who played soccer. And so watching soccer didn't come probably until a little bit later. But I think, you know, as I got really serious about 
about goalkeeping, um, especially my freshman year of high school. Um, I was drawn to Peter Schmeichel. Okay. Um, you know, especially, United, right? especially when he was at Man United. Um, you know, he was just fearless, um, fiery, you know, wasn't afraid to um, yell at his teammates and, uh, you know, was 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 definitely a leader of, of his team for sure. Um, and he was just somebody who was just unbelievable. I mean, the saves that he would make. And um, I think his personality, though, is something that differentiated him from you know, the others. So he, I would have to say Peter Schmeichel is probably the guy that, um, that I like the most. And, and he definitely calmed down now. You can <laughs> see him on, on TV. He's a lot more calm. Yeah. And, uh, pose compared now, to now his goalie uh, days. You know, he's a, he's a dad too. So, yes. you know, with his son playing at that level has got to be a cool thing. Yes, certainly. Um, so what would you say, um, if you could choose, um, a superpower, what, would it be? Oh man, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, superpower. I mean, I was always fast, so um, you know. I mean, if you pick a superpower, I'd have to. I have to be able to fly, right? And I mean, goalie, I, flying, I, I, right? think, yes. I think. I think flying would be the superpower. Um, okay. that's, for sure. I, for from a goalie, I will. Almost expect those. Um, and I think the, the last question, um, especially that you live in Florida, so would you say um, Messi or Ronaldo? Oh, man, that's, that's the debate, right? Um, yes. You know, I, I, I don't think that I could put one above the other, but I just think that they're so completely different, you know, with the power and athleticism of Ronaldo. And I think he's more of the, of the new of the new player of you know the player that you know these days you know the pros are more athletes than they are soccer players and i think messi is just the ultimate soccer player you know just in terms of his technical ability the way he floats in and out of open space and changes speed and direction um i think it's a huge compliment to both of them because it's kind of like the old school and the new school, but they were both at the same time, yes. um, which, you know, which is something that I don't, I don't think we'll ever see again, you know, two players that are at that level um, at the same time, which is impressive. And uh, I can't, I can't pick one over the other. I, I, that, and that's, um, I think for me, it was all, it was always that too, that it was um, hard to compare them because mm -hmm. Messi was almost like, we'll call it the God-given talent mm -hmm. that he can just do whatever. And then Ronaldo was that the guy that outworked everybody yeah. and that led him to be to that position. So I've, 100%. anyone that asked me, I've never been able to put them on, on their own because yeah. it's, you know, one woke up and he was that good. The other one had to outwork everybody Absolutely. to get there. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. So those were um, some of the, the questions to get, get to know you a little bit because we we do know sometimes our when we have our coaches you know you see the the hat and yeah. practice the whistle and sometimes we don't really get to know a little bit more about you know what they like to do and maybe it's a few smiles sometimes yeah 100 percent. excellent so yeah so now we'll um talk about the um the fun part the um tampa top 10 
Um, and I did speak with Jim just, um, I think, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he had nothing but praise for you. So that was um, already uh, a very good thing because I think we spoke, I think it was it on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And literally five minutes later, it was like, oh, Eric is on. Oh, everybody's on to talk to you. So I was like, you know, the excitement of yeah. having the Champions League, you could see that he really, you know, that was his baby and want to make sure that anyone that wants to help um, are in it. Yeah. So it was definitely, um, so I think for the first question is um, how did um, your um, high school came about, you know, if it's Jim or someone else that reached out and, you know, what did you see in that? Um, yeah. So Champions League? Um, I mean, Jim Hart is a legend um, in this area. I mean, just the success that he had at the high school level and, um, the teams that he had. And, and it, it's funny that I was, uh, a freshman when he was, you know, his Clearwater central Catholic teams, um, when he was kind of at the height of their success. And it was almost like, um, they were like mythical creatures. Like they were the villains, um, you know, and you, and you thought of him and all the championships and, all that. And, you know, he was viewed as this villain, you know, and, uh, you know, and I, we always played again, we had wars against Clearwater Central Catholic when I was a player, you know, and, and I think throughout those interactions, I got to know him a little bit as a, as a player coach. And I had the utmost respect for him as a coach, you know, and, and just viewed him as just this, you know, ultimate, this top tier, coach you know and um you know after after college i got into coaching and um you know i i got into a leadership role at a club here and his name kind of came up and i was like oh we got to get this guy i mean he's a legend right <laughs> yeah. so you know and and i got to know him with working with him for a long time i worked for with him at a club in tampa and um you know, for a long time. And we'd always have these, these lengthy conversations about soccer and about high school soccer specifically and about how great it is and how poor it is. And he started floating this idea of, you know, this champions league. And he would always say, you know, I think he had the name of it pretty early. Um, But he, you know, would say, you know, how great would it be, you know, if we could get the top teams in this area and, and, you know, I think it, you know, it was an idea that he had a long time ago. And then I think it caught, you know, it caught fire a little bit here, you know, when it started of, you know, will these schools get on board? Because a lot of these coaches are not, you know, especially here and especially in soccer. I mean, to do extra work is just, it's difficult. I mean, you're already making, you know, no money to coach and, you know, you're going to tell me I got to play another tournament and, you know, add extra games, um, you know, get on Zoom calls and go, you know, you know, and volunteer and do all this yeah, stuff. It's, all it, you know, you stuff. didn't know if there were enough people who would get behind that. Um, and ultimately, you know, the community and the coaches said, yeah, we need this. This is something that, you know, will benefit our players and, you know, I think every coach and 
you know, I think the state championship, especially in Florida, is the ultimate goal. You right. know, and you, you know, and and winning a Champions League is is a huge accomplishment. But I think winning the state title is, you know, is the ultimate, right? And you have to, and trying to, how can you get a leg up on the competition? Well, it's to play better games. Well, how can you play better games, you know? And, you know, when you get, when you have some success, you know, and there are restrictions here, especially with the public schools, of they won't allow them to add games. I I coached at a public school here for 12 years and they won't let you add extra games unless it's a tournament. So this thing was kind of, you know, help those teams get add games and add high level games, which, you know, the more your players are in a high level environment, you know, the better they're going to react, you know, when they're in it again in a playoffs type scenario. So, I mean, that for me, was invaluable when he said, you know, I have this idea. We're, you know, we were, we're in, you know, high, yeah. high level matches, you know, you know, if you get, you know, five more high level matches in a season, I mean, that's going to prepare us for the playoffs like nothing else can, you know? Um, so I think that piece of it was probably the thing that drew us to it. And then, you know, and adding in all the other stuff of, you know, possibly playing um, at Alling Stadium where the Rowdies play was a huge one. You know, having a semifinal. You know, last year we played at a college. We played at St. Leo University, you know, and to put our kids on a college campus. Um, that, that's a different, you know, is different a, experience. Yeah, and, to, and, and you put them on a field that is 120 long by 80 yards wide. You know, you you, you understand what, what real soccer is, you know, and what yeah. – what the the demands and the expectations are going to be at the next level because you're going to be playing on a field that big, um, you know. So I think for me, you know, the idea of it, you know, it was an easy decision for us to go, but the idea right. of having a champion of this area um, is huge. And and anytime you can get publicity for soccer. Um, is important because it's, it's been a struggle, you know, there's no, there's no more newspaper. Um, you know, there's no more of that, you know, when I was in, I would cut out the clippings in the newspaper and keep a scrapbook. Well, there's not that anymore. Well, now it's social yeah, media, they... yes. you know? And so we've had to get very creative and have to get into the social media realm of things of always posting and always being relevant and always giving our kids that exposure, um, you know, is important. Live streaming of games now is a thing. And our school has been um, very good with getting to the forefront of all that stuff, social media, live stream. Um, and have and you seen, like, <clears throat> sorry. Um, so have you seen, I guess, any um, guess improvement on, I guess your team when they're starting to play with you know a higher level, um, maybe a little bit more exposure after that. Hundred um, percent. I I think you know the higher level matches have I've seen a and and I think you can probably correlate it with the success that we've had over the past five six years, and the Champions League has been around about 
five, six years, I think. Um, and we we almost have never heard of it yeah. till now. So and, yes, and you know we've been in the state final four, I think every year. Um, okay. So I mean, adding those high level games is just something that you know prepares kids for that environment. You know of you know this loser lose and go home uh, mentality. Um, I think just the more that you're in a high level environment, the better prepared you're going to be um, when you're thrust into it in a playoff scenario. So I think you can look at the success that our program has had as a big, a lot to do with the champions league environment. Yeah. I've, I've seen quite a few titles in making it to um, final. So um, it, Definitely showing. I believe that you guys just had a game recently um, against Mitchell. That yeah. um, from um, I guess it was a a zero zero, and that you guys will possibly meet see him again on January thirteenth. Yeah, I believe. Um, so, what would you say is one of those? Um, knowing that it was a zero zero game, um, was there any takeaway from that game um, that um, I guess you could share? Yeah, I mean. Or, I, um, we, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Mitchell and that program. Um, yes. You know, I, even my days at uh, at the public school, which is which is called Gaither. Um, yes. Gay, Mitchell was always in our in our district, so we played them every year. And then when I came to Jesuit, um, I made sure that we scheduled them every year. And Oscar Ubelis is the coach over there, and um, he does a great job. He's been around probably as long as I have, um, you know, and so we've gotten to know each other and have great respect for how he runs his program and does a great job. And we know, you know, every time we play them, it's going to be a good game, regardless of, you know, that year, if one of us is up or one of us is down, it's always a, a high level match. It's always a difficult match. Um, and I think, you know, in the game on Tuesday, you know, we were both, neither of us had a loss. so. You know, going into the game, we knew it was going to be a high-level game. And and you never know, you know, what teams return, you know, what he's returning from the year before. Um, we kind of have an idea. I mean, obviously, we scout and, you know, watch video and, and do all that stuff. But, um, you know, until you see him in person, you kind of – you don't know what, what they're bringing to the table. But um, – you know, I was very happy with the way we performed. I thought, um, you know, and especially for us, the last few games, um, you know, high school soccer is not typically a pretty game. Um, the fields are typically a little bit smaller. And, you know, it's basically men playing on a field, you know, so. Um, so And kids are getting taller and taller and yeah, bigger these days. So. Taller and stronger, you know, getting in the <laughs> weight room for sure. But, I mean, the field kind of is condensed a little bit. So, okay. you know, in a club soccer environment, you're probably 120 by 70, you know, whereas okay. our field at Jesuit is 120 by 64, you know, so it's a little bit tighter. Um, so you get these bigger kids, faster kids on this field. It's difficult to play, you know, a good brand of soccer where you keep the ball. But, um, you know, our team this year has shown the ability to – keep the ball a little bit um, with having that little bit of a, an athletic piece as well. 
Um, so it's a good combination, but, um, you know, they were a very good team and it was a high level game. Um, you know, and we had, you know, tactically they threw some things at us. They kind of sat in a low block, um, for a little bit of the game. So it was something that we hadn't seen much. So I think anytime we're throwing those things, it's just preparation for the end of the year. And, um, you know, I was impressed with them and, and, uh, we could see them, you know, potentially two more times. Um, we run a tournament in January called the Tampa Bay Invitational. And, um, I think we could possibly see them there. And then, you know, again, in the Champions League, if both of us win, we could play, we could see each other at Alain. Yes, and we'll be um, talking to Oscar. I'm still trying to schedule those uh, meetings too. So, yes, and the plan is to uh, meet with most of the teams um, in the Champions League just to um, get to know a little bit more of that uh, tournament. Um, So for those um, teams in St. Louis that are preparing for September, uh, guess of 24, um, do you have anything that you would like to share to them on, you know, the the style or anything that they should expect well, I, from... I, I think number one they just they just have to embrace it okay. i think if they all embrace it it's going to benefit every program in their area it's going to make everybody better um nice. and i think you know anytime that um you talk about raising the level um you know it's it's high level matches it's you know publicity um i think for them to embrace it number one i think number two it's going to challenge his their players um you know in these high level environments but it's also going to challenge them as coaches because you know the level of coaching in high school has gotten so much better um i think you know if if you were to talk about 15 years ago 15 20 years ago when i first started you know you could you could just make a couple of changes and out coach the other guy. You know, if if you were a little bit, you know, if your team wasn't as good, you can make a couple of, ch- these days the coaches are good. Um, you know, they're going to notice the changes. They're going to make changes against you. Um, so I think it's going to challenge them as coaches as well, because, you know, you get humbled pretty quick. Um, you know, if you, if you're not prepared and you're not ready to go, um, you know, you could get exposed as a coach in this environment as well. So I think it's just, it's a great thing for everybody. You know, the schools, the publicity, you know, um, the high level matches, you know, it's going to prepare you for, you know, to, to hopefully win state championships. So, um, you know, my, my advice to any coach would be just to embrace it and go all in. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I don't know if you know much about um, St. Louis soccer, but um, it's, um, we'll say it's crazy town when it comes to soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, there's a lot of private schools also, and most of our St. Louis local teams win their own class championships. Yeah. So what was kind of exciting about this one is that a lot of their, almost in, we'll say a few miles from each other, there's some of the top um, high schools yeah. that win their own class. Nice. So we're looking at now you know, it's like the champion when... of the champion, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's everyone's looking for those bragging rights. Yeah. And then there's all those club teams that are also sometimes have players there. 
So it's kind of added a lot more of that competition between. Um, they're always looking for who's the best high school team in St. Louis. Yeah, 100%. So this was almost like the perfect recipe. Yeah. Um, perfect. Well, I, and I, almost. Th- I think a lot of times, too, you, you know, you look at rankings and things like that. And until you play each other on the field, yeah. you know, you can't know. Yeah. That's good. And we also have that Kansas City rivalry, mm-hmm. too. Um, so it's like, um, I think even Jim was thinking maybe one of those, um, the highways, the I-70 highway where it's like the, the best team from Kansas City and St. Louis. So I think he, that's one of those things he's looking into. But yeah. um, And I think that's what kind of it had a lot of St. Louis people excited about it is that they're almost looking for that one bragging rights mm-hmm. because there are so many classes that they don't play each other. So you can can really call yourself the best high school in St. Yeah. Louis if you don't win the Champions League. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah, so I think that's why it's, it's very on similar for us in Tampa and in Florida. Um, of you know, you have these rivalries of, but but they don't play each other, you know. So you're yes in the Champions League, you can't you can't hide from anybody, you know. Yes, and I think all those were pretty much jumping to it. It's like yeah, they want that one title, even if they won their state, then it's like, we need that final confirmation that says, yeah. yes, we are. Yeah, 100%. Excellent. Um, so, and I think on that part, did you see um, with the, I guess, the social media part and kind of promoting the, the tournament, um, have you seen, I guess, um, a maybe a more recruiters or uh, more eyeballs on those, those games that kind of help your... Um, your class of seniors to get, or even soft, yeah, to get a little bit more exposure. Yeah, I mean the the exposure piece has increased greatly, um, just as far as bringing more attention to these teams and these players, um, especially on social media and stuff like that. Of you know the top ten poll of consistently putting soccer at the forefront of what people see on their phones because that's you know everybody's just looking their, at their phones nowadays. So um, I think it's definitely helped with that. I think, you know, the recruiting piece is an interesting one because um, I think the high school, the high school player wasn't recruited um, for college in high school. I think, you know, the accolades and things like that, the players of the year or, um, you know, something like that I think would help, but, you know, realistically, the recruiting wasn't coming from high school soccer, um, but I, I've seen a big shift in that, and I and I think it's partly because of the more exposure, yeah. But I think we've put more resources into, okay, let's <clears throat> let's do the job of of getting these kids into college, and uh, you know, and showing that you know we have good players and stuff like that. I, you know. I think the, the what we touched on before of you know soccer in this area especially in the public school because I was in that for 12 years of those fields were 54 yards wide um and so That's the awesome. soccer was not good um but now what's happening is is the public schools are going to turf and when they're yep. going to turf they're actually widening the fields and so it's actually helping the soccer. And so it's becoming more of a brand of what the college coaches want to see instead of, 
you know, ball going out of bounds every two seconds, long throw-ins and just dumping the ball in the box. Um, I think there's a lot of different factors that are coming together at the same time where our kids are getting more exposure and, and in turn are going to get more opportunities at the next level when you're talking about college recruitment. Yeah, and that's what gets me um, very interested on kind of helping that part too because mm -hmm. we we do know um, we, we had our club soccer, so um, those that's usually where you get all the recruiters and, um, you know, it's word of mouth on who goes to the ID camps and others. Yeah. So it definitely, um, and even myself knowing that I had even friends that played high school that were even better than myself mm -hmm. and others but did not have, you know, the exposure or the means to be, to be able to go to an ID camp or be on the club team. So that's why kind of got me interested on working on that with, with Jim and others. So that was definitely one of those exposure that, um, you know, we're, even though we're a big soccer town, you just don't have to go to our club soccer yeah. teams to see um, who's there. Yeah. Which makes this a very attractive um, thing for a lot of people because you don't have to pay anything to get into it so yes. i mean you know the kids who can't afford it you know you know kids aren't playing anything to to play high school soccer and so you know you have those kids who may fall through the cracks uh maybe getting getting a look or you know becoming a player of the year or you know becoming the mvp of the champions league and all of a sudden you know a college coach in the area takes it takes a chance on them you know so um, yeah, I mean, it, there's a, there's so many great things behind this. Um, and so much great for the kids and the community that, um, you know, it's just, it's just an awesome thing for sure. Perfect. So yes. And Jim is running it all. So he's, he's definitely be behind the scene, um, behind everyone and every podcast. If, if there's a microphone, no a camera, he's there. Yeah. hundred percent. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, so, so for the last part on here, um, so do you, so do you have any questions regarding, I guess, um, soccer in St. Louis or anything that um, you would like to know about me or? Yeah. So anything? I, 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 I am ignorant when it comes to St. Louis soccer. So, okay. I, so I think, we'll have to change I think maybe for me, like, um, you know, like how big is the area? So like, for us, the Tampa Bay area encompasses multiple counties. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of soccer programs in this area. So I think maybe how, how is the Champions League going to get made up and how is that decided? Um, so, yes, I think they did the drawn um, last, last year. Mm -hmm. And what they did is they picked all of the, the class champions. And then after that, there was another pool that added additional teams that um, were not, so what, I guess that were not the class champions. So what we call it is a district. So we do district champions. So they're the 12 district champions. So I don't know, if maybe that's class for yeah. you. I think it was yeah. class, yes. And so, and then there, I think there are like four at large, which are based on the year before, which sounds pretty similar. But I mean, how many schools are we talking about in that area? Um, so let's let me take a quick look on that count because there's way too many. Yeah, I mean, but, we've we've got to be in the fifties, I would think. I mean, more than that, probably. Yeah. So it looks like for us, if the picture will come up, 
So we got two, four. So that's four. So um, so that's eight. Sixteen teams uh, with four pools. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying like, how many schools are have the potential to get in? Oh, so, so how many how many question. schools are in that area is, is the question. So, so the sixteen who get in, how many are not involved in it? You know, who have that's the potential to get in? That's because it's such a a big number here. Um, you know, it's not really that far apart per se. So nobody's traveling more than an hour get to get to a game. But um, you know, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. And I think most of those teams here. Um, they will be less than a, they're probably 30, 45 minutes tops. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yes. which and is important. Yes. Yes. And some of those schools that I'm looking at were, we're talking 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. from each other. So if you had to like, you had to say like, who is the top, top school in that area right now from, so- from a soccer uh, perspective? So, wow, that would be quite a lot of them. So we'll probably call them. Um, so I think the the biggest one that we have the winniest um, coach um, is from CBC. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think we have the Smith, Fort Sumal. So, yeah, so we have about four of those teams that you almost hear their name mm-hmm. in the final um, every year yeah. or the summer final. Um, so what I can definitely do is maybe share with you also that the picture that we have with the pool yeah. for this year and definitely try to see just compared to what you guys have. Yeah. Um, it will definitely be a nice comparison, especially and, when speaking with other um, cities like Kansas city. And there's a good, and there's a good mix with us with private versus public. So there's yes. a lot of, a lot of, there's a good mix of, you know, there are po- private schools, but then there are, there are some public ones in there as well. So, it's interesting. Um. Yes. So. Yeah. I think. And it's interesting to see yeah. the different styles, too, because, you know, sometimes you'll you'll have um, you know, a a team who likes to keep the ball versus a very direct team. Um. Yes, and, and so I that, think if you can see my screen here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it is a a good mixture of uh, public and high um, public schools yeah. and private. Um, so this is um, the Smet on here, and then there's Lee Summit. Those are two private. So it looks like it's a mixture of private and yeah. yeah. So it will be all private and public on each of the pools. Yeah, it sounds sounds very similar. Yes. So um, so it definitely brings it. Do to be very do we think do we think that one day it could be uh, Tampa versus St. Louis? I think that's probably Jim's <laughs> dream. Yes. And I think he's probably looking out west first with the whole yeah. Kansas City. Um, I don't know if you've heard a lot of those battles, even in the, the MLS part of things, mm-hmm. where um, the whole Kansas City and St. Louis was who is actually the, the capital of um, America in mm-hmm. soccer. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess Kansas City sort of had that title on paper, but St. Louis has sort of the U.S. Cup. Um, history yeah. of winning 12 and having all of those soccer players um, out of St. Louis. Right. So there's that battle of, you know, who reigns supreme. Yeah. Um, and Columbus crew, um, actually, um, the goalie, Schultz, is from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry, from St. Louis, and he went to Scott Gallagher, and he went to St. Louis High School um, and University here. So there's always that battle of, you know, how many players plays for the MLS, and so, so there's always that battle. What, what time of year is St. Louis High School soccer? Is it fall? Uh, yes, so it is fall, yeah. so that's um, ended. Yeah, so we're in the winter, so we're... Yes. Our games start in November, and then state championships start at the end of February. Yeah, so it looks like they will be almost a, a different of um, a yeah, few might, couple of months. Might be difficult to uh, to match that up. Oh, but you know, people are crazy in soccer. <laughs> they, and a lot of them, you probably see also a lot of those kids do play um, um, outdoor mm-hmm. soccer. So they're always moving. And one of the fun things that What's happened is uh, I went to a high, Kirkwood High School here uh, while my daughter was swimming, and there was actually um, kids from Vianney that's also in the playoff, and I believe another group of kids that they organized their own soccer league, mm-hmm. so they were actually playing at the high school against each other in the middle of winter. Oh wow! Just to stay in shape. So that's um, and actually we'll be meeting with um, they call themselves co commissioners. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be another video very soon that they will talk about their actual league. Okay. And they at the end of the um, the tournament they have actually a trophy yeah. that they give to that self built teams together. Right. So do you? So that's how competitive. Do you, do you coach is. one of the high schools? Uh, no. no. So pretty much what I've I've been doing is a lot of the social media part. Yeah. Um, and I do a lot of the, the, I guess the independent for the soccer team here, St. Louis um, SE. Okay. So, so Jim, and since St. Louis is kind of a, it's a big city, but the soccer community is small enough. Right. I'm knowing that um, I sort of played, I played in France. Okay. So that's where I grew up and played club there too. And I'm just starting to kind of want to bring a little bit more soccer to the city and not just, um, you know, club yeah. and the universities. For sure. Um, so knowing that high school is still looking for some of that exposure, um, in addition to all of the USL team that we have here um, indoor. So it's just to kind of bring all of that um, to the forefront mm-hmm. since um, everybody's in soccer crazy because San Luis have their first yeah. soccer yeah. team uh, in the MLS. So it's just to kind of bring the, exposure a lot more than what it already is now yeah. um and and i just completed my d license nice yesterday so um we'll see what happens from there but it's just i'm the love i'm of telling you i i don't envy you going through that process now because <laughs> i i didn't realize i complained about it but um you know when i was going through the licensing it was eight days eight days and you were done you know, now you go through the national licensing and you're going six months to a year. Um, yes. You know, I'm, I'm, Again, I'm glad I got it. I got it over with long ago. So oh yes, uh, you cannot move to the next <laughs> level after six months. Yeah. Um, um, I think our in-person training um, last Saturday, it was cold, rainy. So we were there for two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, so yes, um, almost paying our dues. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's much more, uh, I think it's much more difficult. You know, when I was going through it, it was eight days and we would have to play the entire time. So it was eight days of 
being sore because you know I was done playing and being sore from <laughs> playing all day, and um, so I complained, you know, about that. But now I'm like, oh, that was that was great. Eight days, I was done. These guys are doing. Yeah, eight- these guys are having to, you know, video their sessions. Yes. Um, submit submit work and stuff like that. It's uh, eighty nine hours. I don't uh, <laughs> I don't envy you for going through that, but um, you know, it's a great experience. Great experience yes. and uh, a lot of great networking. You'll meet a lot of great people um, going through that. Yes. Going through that process. Yes. So. Um, and um, so I think one of the the last thing is there anything that you wanted to um say about Jim and also um you know it's one of those things about Jim and why it's so important to him if you know any yeah, of that. I mean, I I think um you know I, I think Jim I think Dave Wilson is another one Dave, yes. who is a a big person who works behind the scenes and I don't think everybody understands how much work Dave does. Um, and Dave is a, a, he's an athletic director at the high school where he coaches. Um, so he's an athletic director and a coach. I think he actually coaches two sports. I think he coaches maybe tennis, but, um, but, um, you know, he's got plenty on his plate. Um, and he does, he does all this work, you know, along with Jim and Jim is just, you know, like I said, I mean, he's, he's one of the good guys in this business um, for sure. And, you know, when you talk about a coach um, who cares about kids, you know, and, and I think a lot of times, you know, and I went through this transition as a coach and, and it's, you know, how can these teams and these players help me? Cause I wanted to be a college coach. I, I said, I wanted to coach in college. And, and so, and so, you know, how can these teams, and I thought if I won, you know, I would get to be a college coach. And then my focus shift great. You know, I had one of the best teams I'd ever had. And uh, we had lost in the playoffs. And I said, I'm never going to win a state championship. You know, I I just came to that. I was like, I'm never going to win it. I'm changing my focus. Um, I'm going to start to get to know these kids as people. I'm going to care about them and and kind of get involved in their lives of, you know, stuff outside of soccer. Um, and the next year we won a state championship. Um, so hey. I said, you know, if I would have shifted this years ago, maybe I would have won, uh, <laughs> won a lot. In but all it, fingers. But I feel like. I feel like Jim, that is his focus, you know, and even though he won so many games and so many championships, I think it was just more about um, the kids and their experience and learning life lessons and all that stuff. And, and all the time and effort he's putting in is just because he wants to see these kids be successful. Um, And so, you know, for him to do that and, um, to volunteer so many, so many hours to this is just so admirable. Um, and I, I have nothing but great things to say about him, um, and the job he's done and now going national with this thing is, uh, yes. is something that, you know, I would have never believed would be possible. And, um, he's and, and he, and he had it, you know, I think he, 
he dreamt it, you know, he dreamt it and did it. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing the stuff that he's done. So I have nothing but uh, the utmost respect for him as a coach, um, but more importantly, as a man um, for the person that he is. Yeah, and I'll definitely say, um, I guess as a player, those are definitely the, the coaches that we remember um, going old and once you every time we see them we we don't even call them by their first name it's always coach yeah. no matter how old you get They're, how old they get it's always coach. I was, so that's I, pretty much the feeling i got from jim i was in uh i was in the grocery store and i had my back and somebody said hey coach and i was like there's nothing better than that you know and it was a kid that had been long gone um and you know i think for me the greatest honor is to be called a coach and, uh, you know, somebody who's gone long after still calls you a coach. Um, you know, that's pretty special. Oh yes. I'm still call mine coach, even though it's been 20 yeah. some years, even though it'd be yes. so understandable to call him Jim or to call, you know, my coach, Bob, um, you know, it's always coach because yes. he's always going to be coach, you know? Oh, looks like you you're doing you're in the right path. Yeah. So definitely, yes. Um, so awesome. So I definitely appreciate your time. I I've definitely learned a lot more about um you and um with all my research, knowing that um I go on vacation on Sanibel Island and Fort Myers a lot. So now knowing that there is a legendary coach somewhere in Tampa just hiding, um. I guess you add more to the, the myth yeah. of it. Um, and funny enough is I've um, met a player from Miami FC, yeah. um, uh, Benjamin um, Ophelous. So it looks like I might be spending some more time in that region. So I'll definitely uh, yeah. try to catch we, you um, um, we Let me know when you're in town and we'll, uh, we'll set some stuff up for you to come, come visit. We'll, we have some teams for you. You can come coach and, run some practices. <laughs> um, there's plenty of soccer to go around in this area. So um, I, Florida I, is, is our happy place. Listen, I, I appreciate the, ex, you know, the exposure that you're given to soccer. Um, you know, it's much appreciated, especially high school soccer. Um, you know, so anybody who's doing that has got to be a good person. So um, anything I, I, anything I can do, to, to anything soccer. I can do to help for sure. Um, you yeah, know, absolutely. Excellent. Yes, so I definitely appreciate your time. Um, I'm still jealous of the good weather you guys have because it's cold here. Watch out, you may not um, want to go back when you come when you come here. Oh, trust me, it's, <laughs> you have to pry me every time we 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 have to go home. Yeah. Yes. Um. So definitely appreciate your time. Um. So we'll make sure to also share um any social media information you guys have. Um. Hopefully, we'll be able to catch some of those live games. Um, our hope is that we can try to expose a little bit more of the Tampa temp, um, games to the San Luis folks so they can kind of get a feel of what it's like in preparation mm -hmm. for September. And we'll definitely talk a lot more in the future um, and see what maybe Tampa versus San Luis champs. That, That's, in the that, sound, that sounds good. That sounds good to me. But I, pre awesome. I appreciate Thank your you, time. Coach. Thank you. Yes, sir. Right. Take care. It was a pleasure. Bye-bye.